What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. This is how you know you're one step ahead of the rest. I wanna challenge my friends to, to rock out with me, to get on my level, because here's what I'm doing. I have friends who are outpacing me. They're ahead of me, and I'm trying to catch up to them. I'm gonna make sure that my, my kids are set up for wealth before I take care of my parents, because their responsibility was to take care of themselves, and it also, Take care of me. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let's jump into the video. So here's the very first sign that you're financially outpacing your peers, and it is you are consistently growing your savings account. You're consistently pursuing and saving for the future. This means that you're able to put money aside each and every single month, uh, steadily increasing your financial safety net. And this is extremely important, you guys, because a lot of people are not actually doing that. Those who can save consistently are less likely to experience financial emergencies and have a greater sense of financial security. Now, I wrote down some of the actual statistics when it comes to where we are when it comes to the people saving in America. And in fact, 68% of people are worried that they wouldn't be able to cover their living expenses for just one month if they lost their primary source of income today. And when, we, and when push comes to shove, the majority, 57% of U.S. adults are currently unable to afford, check this out, a $1,000 emergency expense. Furthermore, the report, the report showed that 25%, 25%, say one more time, 25% of people would take on a credit card, would take on a credit card, will go and get a credit card and have credit card debt to cover a $1,000 emergency expense and pay it off over a longer period of time. So in other words, instead of putting $1,000 inside a savings account, they'll go take out a credit card with a 18 to 24% interest rate sometimes even up to 30%, and on a $1,000 emergency, that $1,000 emergency over a year time frame could cost you about 15, 16, 1700 bucks. This is ridiculous, you guys. 
This, this is absolutely ridiculous. Why are we not able to save? And so the very first sign that you are ahead of your peers is if you honestly have $1,000 in your emergency fund. I want you to really think about it. If you put 10 peers right in front of you, nearly six of them do not have $1,000 in their savings account. Only four of them will have that. Are you one of those six? But if you're rocking with me, you're not one of those six. You got at least $1,000 in the emergency fund because you're eliminating your debt. But if you have no debt, you need more than $1,000 inside of your emergency fund. You need at least three to six months of expenses inside of your emergency fund if you are out of consumer debt, meaning as if all your debt, excluding your mortgage, is paid off. Why is it so important to have an emergency fund? I mean, we can see right now that um, a lot of people are saying that, hey, we cannot, um, we, 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 we're not really saving because of the cost of inflation. We're seeing groceries going up. And you guys, this bothers me. We should still be saving. We should still have things set aside. So this way, watch this, this way, when life happens, we are okay with moving forward. If you don't have $1,000 in your emergency fund, we have a problem. If, if, if you have to go to a buy here, not a buy here, if you got to go to a um, um, payday loan processor place, um, get on these payday apps, uh, we have a problem. If you got to pay for a shirt over five payments that cost you $20, we have a problem. If, 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 if you got to go to the bank and ask the bank to give you a loan to pay your basic needs, we have a problem. But if you are one of the ones, the four people who have $1,000 plus, have their fully three to six months of expenses set aside, great. You are ahead of the game. But if you are not, you are behind the game. And I hate to say this, you're average. And I don't want none of us to be average. We should have, we should have at least $1,000 if we're eliminating debt inside of our emergency fund. If you are out of debt, we should have at least three to six months set aside in our savings account simply for emergencies, simply for investments down the road. And we're going to get to that here soon, talking about investments um, inside of our savings account. Boom. So, and we save for like really, really, I'll say like three, three main reasons. Number one is emergencies. Number two um, is if you're saving for a big purchase, something like a house, something like a car, something like maybe you're saving for a ring, maybe you're saving for your kid's car, some, something that is a big purchase. Number three is I set aside money for investment opportunities. If I want to invest into, you know, some rental properties or if I want to invest into some land, I save for those three reasons, wealth building, uh, big purchases, medium big purchases, and emergencies. And my emergency fund, you guys, I do not spend that for nothing. I don't do it at all. And what I did is I did a video, and we're going to put that in, in today's show notes. I'll make sure that Michelle puts it in there. Um, I did a video on the top five savings accounts where you can park your money at, and you will get, you know, 3%, 4%. Actually, another bank, VO. VO just came out with their interest rate. It is at 4.85 on the interest. So that is a lot of money. I'm able to have a large amount of money in my emergency fund, right? And that is bringing me about seven, I'll say about $700 a month. And the more that I put on inside of it and the more that it grows up, then the more interest I'm getting because my money is just sitting there for emergencies. I could literally take some of that money out every single month just off the interest and go ahead and go out to eat for the whole month if I really wanted to. 
if I really wanted to, but I want that thing to keep growing. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to link in today's show notes the top five things that you should look at when it comes to parking your emergency fund. And remember, that's your emergency fund. That's the money that you have set aside. You need to keep that money there simply just for emergencies. So if you have that, you guys, let's be real. I'm going to be real with you. Uh, if you have at least a $1,000 emergency account, if you're growing your savings account, this is one sign that you're financially outpacing your peers. Here's number two when it comes to financially outpacing uh, your peers is you're investing into your future. You're investing into your family's future. You're investing into your legacy. You're investing into your wealth building journey. Okay, investing in your future is a major, major, huge indicator uh, that you're financially ahead of the game. This could simply mean that you're contributing to a retirement account like a 401k or a uh, IRA or um, making smart investments into like your stocks, your bonds, your real estate. You see, by simply investing, uh, you're not just preparing for your future but also leveraging your money to grow over time, ultimately boosting your overall wealth. You're using your money, and this is what I say. You're telling your money, can I be real with you all? This may, may make some of y'all feel uncomfortable, but you're telling your money to go have sex and to make kids, make twins, make triplets. That's what you're doing. Don't come back to me with just you. <laughs> I want you to come out there and I want you to lay down, and I want you to bring back cousins, sons, daughters, triplets. I don't care. Don't come back by yourself. I'm going to push you out there. Come back with some, some somebody else. Life is full of ups and downs, and when you're at your best, you feel unstoppable, ready to conquer anything that comes your way. However, there are times when life challenges can be overwhelming, making it difficult to be the best version of yourself. You see, that's where therapy can make a significant difference. By working with a licensed therapist, you can uncover the tools and insights needed to empower yourself and navigate life obstacles with confidence. If you're considering therapy, BetterHelp is an excellent choice. With this convenient, flexible, and affordable online platform, you can connect with a licensed therapist who understands your specific needs. Simply complete a brief questionnaire and you'll be matched with a professional tailored to your requirements. Plus, you can change your therapist at any time without any additional cost. Invest into your mental health and invest into your mental well-being and take the first step towards a more fulfilling life. Right now, you can receive a 10% off your first month by visiting anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. Begin your journey to self-empowerment today. And together, let's get back to the show. And that's exactly what it's doing. You're letting your money work for you. You're leveraging your money to get that compound interest. You see, when we consider uh, the, the retirement lifestyle, when we consider when we no longer have to exchange our time for money, that should be the goal, is that we should be earning all this money, starting these businesses, making these investments, so that one day we do not have to exchange our time for money. What we're doing now is exchanging money for time. And a common guideline is to replace 70% of your annual income before you actually get to the retirement uh, stages. So this means by the time you get to whatever age, if you're saying, hey, I want to be able to retire or, or I want to be able to stop exchanging my time for money at this particular age, you need to make sure that you're at at least bare minimum 70% of your income. Now, if you're doing it right, you should be able to honestly retire with at least 100%, at least 90 to 100% of your income. Sometimes if you work it right, you're retiring with more money than what you are, what you were making on your job. 
And if you're on track, if you're on track to meet or surpass this guideline, you're doing a great job with planning for a comfortable future. Now, interestingly, um, even those fortunate workers who do have access, watch this, to retirement, to retirement plans fall short of meeting the full amount the IRS allows them to contribute after one year, right? And this number really bothered me. Did you know that only 14%, only 14% of workers actually contribute the maximum amount allowed when it comes to investing to a 401k? This was as of 2022. According, and that's according to Vanguard's How America Saves Report. Listen, if you're not investing into your future, if you're not spending time to, to set up your future, you don't care about your life. You don't care about your family's life. Can I be real with you? If you're not saving for your future, you don't care about your kid's future. What, what, what do you mean, Anthony? What, what do you mean? My kids, my kids won't be impacted. No, they will be impacted. If you're not setting yourself up to be financially good now at 25, at 30, and you got kids or a kid, what's going to happen when you're 70, 80, 90 years old and you cannot do much? Who's going to be responsible for you? Your kids. You got the big house now. You got the nice cars now. You got the real nice things now. But you're not investing into your future? So now what's going to happen is you're going to put the burden of you not being wise when you were young and maximizing your youthfulness. And that burden now goes in your kids. Now your kids got to worry about their family and their mom and their dad. And I refuse to put myself and my family in that position, which is why now at 38, 39, um, about to be 40 next year, I'm thinking about my son and my daughter when I don't even have them yet. I'm thinking about my kids. I don't know who their mama is yet. Because I want to make sure that when I turn 70, when I turn 80, I could be a blessing to a kids, to my kids. I'm not being a burden to my kids. Because when we really look at it, and I, and, and I hate to say this, mom and daddy, oh, let me take some water because my parents, they might get upset with me. Hold on. Especially within the black culture, we tend to send our money up rather than down. Let me show one more time. We tend to spend, send our money back up to our parents. When we get our money, when we start getting real good, we tend to send all of our money up, we buy, pay off our parents' home and, and buy them cars and pay off their debt and do this and do that. And if you're in a financial position to do that, great. But I refuse to take care of my parents first and, and not take care of my kids' future. I'm going to pay off my kids' college before I pay off my parents' home. I'm going to make sure that my, my kids are set up for wealth before I take care of my parents. Because their responsibility was to take care of themselves and then also take care of me. It was their responsibility. And they did a great job of taking care of me. But now that we, this younger generation, is coming into money, sometimes we feel guilty and we want to sit here and say, you know, let's do all this. And we did all this for our parents and we send our kids out there with nothing. No, no, 
No. So for me, I'm investing into my future. So this way, when I get to the point to where I do need help, my money can pay for the help. Now, my kids are still going to help me for sure, but it will not be a financial burden on my kids. It may take time. It may take some patience because I'm getting older. I get it right? But at least the money is there. At least I'm taking care of my responsibilities and my kids don't have to send me money. My kids won't have to uh, pay for my medical expenses. My kids won't have to be stressed and say, you know what? Who, who do we choose? Do we choose, you know, our sons going to private school or do we, or do we choose to put our, our, my dad into a group home or into a home? No, you're going to hire a nurse to come to my house <laughs> and I'm going to pay for it. So when we start thinking about our future, you guys, this is about legacy. This is about what are we doing every single day to build our legacy. And if you're a part of this 14%, okay, if, if, if you are a part of the 14%, because only 14% of workers contribute and maximize their liable uh, 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 investments to the 401ks and investing, if you're a part of that 14%, you're definitely ahead of the curve. Um, number three, uh, no car note. Let's talk about it, okay, let, let, let's talk about it. If you've managed to pay off your car or purchase one outright, you're ahead of many of your peers. I'll probably say, oh, I can't say that, uh, but I would definitely say you are ahead of many of your peers. Owning your car without a loan means you have one less monthly expense to worry about and more money to allocate towards investing, towards your financial goals, towards putting your kids into college debt-free, towards any dreams that you may have when it comes to your money. This is, a, this is a huge, and I mean this, a huge achievement that sets you apart from those who are still struggling with their car payments. If I be real with you, the average car payment today is $761 a month. Wow. $761 a month. A month. One third of brand new car owners are paying over $1,000 a month for a car. Wow. And if you don't have a car note, you're definitely ahead of your peers. When I think about what $761 could do for me today, I get upset about that car payment. If it's over $1,000, that's $12,000 a year. People are paying that for seven years. Do you know what, if you invested that same seven, that same $1,000, over 12, over seven years, that's $12,000 a month. I mean, $12,000 a year. Do you know what that could be if you just invest that into a mutual fund? Easy. Half a million dollars. Easy. That doesn't piss you off. That doesn't hit you in your gut. We, 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 we want to complain, oh, my God, I can't build wealth. I can't build wealth. The system was rigged for black people. I'm not saying black people, we have obstacles to get over. But daggone it, when are we, we going to start looking into the things that we're doing, the decisions that we're making that's preventing us from getting there? We, we can talk about systemic racism. We can talk about the obstacles that we're faced just simply because we are black people. I get that. I'm with that. 
But they're going to, what, what decisions are we making that's preventing us from building wealth and being able to pass down legacy to our children's children? What are we doing? Don't come to me talking about I can't build wealth. You got a $700 car note. I'm going to respectfully tell you, shut up. Don't, 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 don't come to me talking about, man, I can't do this, and you, you driving a brand new, a brand new BMW? You could have went and bought a four-year-old BMW, the same body style, the same functions, but you want that new car smell. What? Did you know that 25% of U.S. households are either unbanked or underbanked? <laughs> Leading to potential financial instability and difficulty in managing money. Having a checking account is a crucial step towards better financial management and independence. Start your health financial journey with Chime today. With the Chime checking account, you can take advantage of amazing benefits. And the key benefit, what I really do love, and you will too, is that you can get paid up to two days early. Now, they do have to where you can avoid um, overdraft uh, fees of up to $200, but additionally, Chime eliminates hidden costs. So no monthly fees, no minimum balances when it comes to specific requirements, and check this out, no deposit needed to become an actual member. You can just open up account today. So don't be a part of the 25% of missing out on the benefits of the actual checking account. Sign up in just two minutes without affecting your credit score. Visit Chime.com forward slash T-T-A-O to begin your financial journey today. Again, that is Chime.com forward slash T-T-A-O. One of my good friends came up to me and said, man, yeah, my car note is $1,600. I said, excuse me? How much is your car note? Sixteen. I said, you, you do understand there are some people in America who are paying $1,600 for a mortgage payment for their home. You're paying $1,600 for a freaking car note? Are you, are you, you're kidding me. I said, nah, bro. What did you get? I said, Jesus, when he told me what he got, I said, man, you bought that because you wanted the people to see you. You didn't buy that because that's what you really wanted. Not making $80,000 a year and you paying $1,600. $80,000 a year after taxes as a single man, that's $60,000 in income. $60,000 is like what? Only like four or $5,000 a month. There's no way in heck I'm giving $1,600 in a car note, not including car insurance on that car. That's $2,000 a month going towards a vehicle. A vehicle. So if you got a if you if you if you in no car no family like me, <laughs> or or if you're saying, hey yo, I hear you and I, and I'm and I'm going towards that, like I I don't want a car note, you're ahead of the game. You're 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 ahead of the game, which leads me to the next one because when I hear this man, when I hear this, it's pissed me off. Here's how I know here's how you also know you're you're ahead of the game. You're not living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. You see, people with a $1,600, $2,000 car note, I would say the majority of them are living paycheck to paycheck. And here's why I will say the majority of them, because there are some people who are very wealthy who do not want to pay cash for their car so they can honestly afford to pay cash for the car, but they choose not to pay cash for the car so they have a car note. 
I respect it. Not gonna knock them. Not something that I would do. But if that's what if that's what they want to do, totally cool. Respect it. But the majority of people who are actually paying that kind of car note, they're they're stressed. They're living paycheck to paycheck. So the fourth sign that you're financially outpacing your peers is breaking free from the paycheck to paycheck cycle. If you're if you're able to cover all of your monthly expenses and still have money left over to save, invest, or spend on your passions, you're in a much better position uh, than those who are barely making ends meet, you guys. This financial breathing room is a testament to your smart money management and long-term planning. Recent study came out and said it's like nearly right around 70%. I, I, I'm reading studies. I see some that says 68% are living paycheck to paycheck. I've seen some studies that says, hey, we're right around uh, 70, I think it was like 77%. So I'm going to say ballpark figure. Let's just say ballpark figure in the middle. Uh, Three-fourths of people in America today are living paycheck to paycheck. And why are we living paycheck to paycheck? Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's, let's have a conversation. I'm going to lean back on this one. Make sure they can still hear me, CJ. If I need to move the mic, I'm going to move the mic because I want them to hear me. I don't want to sit up on this one. You know what I'm saying? They can hear me? Okay, cool, great. Uh, we're living paycheck to paycheck because of you. You're living paycheck to paycheck because you have not sat down and said, okay, cool. Where am I going? How am I going to get there? What's the strategies for building wealth? And, and, and here's the truth. You can't tell yourself no. Why are you living paycheck to paycheck? It, it, it's because you can't tell your girlfriend no, brothers. Everyone gets upset with me when I say, man, I'm not going to spend over this kind of this this amount of money on 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 dates. I went viral the other day. I went viral the other day because I said, hey, listen, I used to do that. I used to take my money out and go spend it on a chick. I go spend it on the chick and I'll come back home and I'm broke because I'm trying to impress the woman. And all the ladies in the comments says, oh, he need healing. He need this. He need to get over that. You're right. I need a healing for myself. I didn't need healing from a woman. I needed to heal from the thoughts. And, ooh, I needed to heal from not respecting my own daggone self. And I did just that. I refused to look good to everyone else and not come home and be comfortable. I got tired of coming home and being stressed and figuring out what am I going to do and having to work two, three, four jobs just to make ends meet in my own family. I got tired of working two, three jobs and still asking my boy for some money, still going home and asking my parents for money. I got tired of that. And you know you're ahead of the game. When you can sit there and pay all of your bills, still be a giver at your local church, um, um, still save some money and set some money aside for savings and for investing um, and for property investing and for starting a business, and you still got some money in your account. You still got a fully funded savings account. That's when you know. But if your girl got a job and she come and ask you, girl, can I borrow $100? She's living paycheck to paycheck. If, 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 if your homeboy comes to you and say, bruh, bruh, now, let me hold this. I'm not knocking these individuals. I'm not saying these individuals are horrible individuals. Here's what I am saying. They need to get on the right track. And if you are living paycheck to paycheck, I'm sorry. You're average. I'm sorry. But you can change that. 
I had to change it. I had to tell myself no. I had to. I had to. You, you have to build margin inside of your life financially. If, if you're making $10,000 a month, you should only be really, really having expenses and spending close to about six or seven grand a month. You should have margin. Margin. I've been blessed to, you know, make the kind of money that I'm making now. And there's a lot of things that I've been really wanting to do. And I said, nah, I, I really enjoy the margin. It feels good to where last month we had a huge thing come up in my company and and I didn't stress, I didn't get, I didn't trip out because I had the margin. It still pissed me off because I like my money. But I was like, uh, I got the margin. You know what I'm saying? We we good. But if we was living paycheck to paycheck, month to month, oh no. No. No, no, no. We'll be stressed. We'll be frustrated. I will be pissed. I will be scared. And I told myself, I refuse to be that individual that I live paycheck to paycheck. I refuse to build a culture to where my company we're living month to month. I refuse to get married and tell my wife we got to live paycheck to paycheck. I refuse to be that particular individual. I don't want to be 75% of America. I want to be in the top 3%. I want people connected to me, team members and friends and family, to be in the top 1%. Which leads me to, to the last one, right? Here's how you really know you're ahead of the pack. Here's the last compelling sign that you're ahead of the pack, and that is having an estate plan or trust in place. This may sound like, honestly, something that the ultra-wealthy people need to do. And one of my friends, a young lady, I was talking to her, um, and she said, man, I'm young, and I don't, I don't have, I'm young, I don't have nothing, you know what I'm saying? I, ba I barely have anything, you know, I just got some clothes and a nice little car. I said, yo, but you have a lot. This is not something that the ultra-wealthy need to do, only. This is something that we all need to do. You, we have to have a plan for all of our assets. If you're a single mother, a single father, you better have an estate plan. And, and, and I don't want to hear it's expensive. I don't want to hear why am I talking about my death. I need you to shut up and be a grown man and be a grown woman. Don't say you're a grown man because you're 20 years old, 25 years old, and you got a job. A grown man and a grown woman handles their business. A grown man and a grown woman sets aside their feelings of addressing the fact I'm going to die one day. The thing is, we don't know when we're going to die. 90% of the people wake up every single day thinking they have another day to live. 90% of the people wake up and say, you know what, I got, I got years to live. 90% of the people did not wake up and say, today is my last day. There are some who wake up and know that their time is today, tomorrow, next week. But the majority of us, we wake up saying, oh, we're not even thinking about death. How do you know your head? I think a study came out and revealed that nearly 30% of people in America have an estate plan that includes a will, a trust, power of attorney, medical stuff. And I think the greatest way 
that we could tell our people we love them is by having an estate plan put in place. Can I be real with you? When I did my estate plan, finalized it, updated it this year, I'll be real with you, I cried. And here's why I cried. It's because everyone I called, even my parents, I'm be real with y'all, they probably like that I said this. They said, okay, is there something that you know that we don't need to know? I'm like, what? What do you mean? Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. <laughs> yes. My parents don't have an estate yet. And I told them they need to get one. I have family members who are single, single mothers, don't have an estate, don't have a trust put together, don't have a will put together. Grown people think about, grown people think about what happens after them. That's why I partner with Ethos, and I'm going to put their link in today's show notes, because if you get with Ethos, they're going to give you a life insurance policy up to $2 million with no blood check, right? But also when you get that life insurance policy, uh, you also get access to a free estate plan. Free. Listen, y'all, I paid thousands for my estate, thousands for my estate. They're going to give it to you for free. And when I say estate, we did a whole show about what an estate plan is. We're going to put that in today's show notes. I want you to go back and watch it because it's, it, it is a hard conversation to have. It, it is. You're planning your death. You're, you're planning when you transition, which is why 30% of America people have it. But I think when you really look at the 30% who have it, who are those people? Those are people who are successful and they value everything that they worked hard for. You worked hard for that, that, that car, single lady, 23 years old. You worked hard for that. It's paid for it. Hey, pass it down to your family. Your life insurance. How, how are you, you going to divvy that up? Um, um, uh, one thing I was telling uh, my siblings, because uh, they have kids, um, life insurance, um, let's say something happens, one thing you could do inside your estate is instead of your, your, your family getting that all at once, you can literally write the plan out. So no one in my family is going to get all the money up front. It's going to come over time. Um, it's going to come um, at certain um, times of the year or certain times of their life when they accomplish something that I ask them to accomplish. I, I, I literally write out what I want my legacy to be. And your estate protects your legacy. Your, your estate protects what you're doing. And a lot of people do not understand that. And I don't care if you 19, 20, 50, 70... How do you know you're ahead of the pack is when you think about when you're not here anymore. Only the mature, only the people who are really going after success have an estate plan put in place because you can't blame it on money. And let's say you already have a life insurance policy. It's only 400 bucks at, at, at Ethos. And we're going to put the, we're going to put their link in today's show notes where you can go there and you can get it because daggone it, you need to get it. How is it that 30% of us have an estate plan? I did a video on the state, what all is inside an estate with an estate professional. And we're going to put that in today's show notes as well. We're going to put the estate video in there that we did with Ethos, really breaking down everything that's in there. Here's what I love about the estate plan. Here's what I love about it, right? Let's say, for an example, I get into a car accident and I'm put in, and I'm put, I'm put in a coma for a little while 
and I can't make any decisions. Well, inside of my state, I give medical permission to my uh, to one of my parents to where they can make all of the decisions for me. They can get access to my bank account. They can get access to my health insurance information to where now my dad can make decisions for me, not the government, not the hospital, not the doctor. Those people only care about the money. Once the money runs out, they don't care about you. I need someone who can make decisions for me, who can run my business if something was to happen to me instantly because I care about my team members. My team members are inside of my estate. So it's like, hey, if something was happened to me, Pops, my father, has the 100% permission to be the operating CEO of my company that can make sure that my team and my people are taken care of until I am able to get back on my feet and be good. Estate. Your business owner, is your, is your team even inside your estate? Who, who, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So, you have it. If you're hitting these five milestones, you're definitely financially outpacing your peers. If you're thinking about life after you and you have an estate plan slash trust, if, if, you, if you're not living paycheck to paycheck, and if you do not have a, a, a car note, I mean, you're aggressively trying to pay off the car note if you do. If you're investing into your future, and definitely, definitely, if you're growing your savings, you are financially outpacing your peers. And watch this. Here's what I've learned as we close this show. When we start outpacing our peers, two things is going to happen. They're either going to try to catch up with us, and we're going to inspire them to get on our level. Or two, they're going to fall back, start hating on us, and say you're different. And that's fine. I want to, tr I want to challenge my friends to, to rock out with me, to get on my level. Because here's what I'm doing. I have friends who are outpacing me. They're ahead of me. And I'm trying to catch up to them. Here's my love. When I ask them, hey... How far should I run? What should I be doing? What are you investing in? What are you doing differently? They tell me, I run the play, and I'm doing it. Then my friends, yo, this is what I'm about to do. Y'all coming? I'm coming. So we're always, someone is always outpacing me. I, I always have people in my circle who are outpacing me. And one of the people inside of my circle, I had a wheel. Can I be real with you? But I ain't had no trust. It was like, hey, bro, no. Nah. People in my circle, we have estates. We don't have just a will. We don't have just a trust. We have a full estate plan of anything and everything. I was like, man, I'm young. I ain't got that much. He was like, bro, you got a whole lot, which I do, right? But I, 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 I thanked him. I thanked him because he was ahead of the game. He just made me step up to his level. I got comfortable with my savings account. One of my guys said, man, you know, I got six figures in my savings account, bro. I'm good. I can live for a whole year. And I'll be straight. I said, say what? Yeah. He outpaced me. I caught up to him. Caught up to him. Caught up to him. No car notes. I remember walking into the dealership and I was like, hey, man, they had to pull my credit to confirm my identity. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, man, your credit score is phenomenal, man. We can get you approved right now at, you know, 1% interest. I was like, 1.2, 1.9% interest rate on the car. 
and um, you can just pay off the car in 90 days. I said, nah, take this check. I'm on a car note, because here's the problem. I know if I don't give you all this money right now, and I'm comfortable with just paying this kind of car note, I'm not gonna pay it off in 90 days. Get this money. I don't want a car note. I wanna be able to wake up and be at peace. And here's the truth, and I hate, this may sound arrogant, I kinda like being ahead of everybody, the majority of the people, because I'm not average, and neither are you. Men and women of God are not average. We're, we're, we're the son and daughters of a king. We should be ahead of the game. We should be setting examples. We should not be struggling and stress. We should be showing what love looks like. We should be showing what freedom looks like. We should be showing what peace looks like. We should really be showing God that he can trust us. So, are you outpacing your peers? Or are you just like the average person in America? And if you genuinely are ready to change your life, two things. Number one, I'm going to drop in today's show notes the um, How to Get Out of Debt. It's a free ebook, about 40 pages long, on how you can get out of debt right now so you can start changing and you can start outpacing your peers. We will drop that in today's show notes. Hey, we'll see you on the next show. Peace out.